It's Terrible Tuesday, the downside of the NFL playoffs. It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. All right, we've talked about the Tampa Bay season is over after losing to the Cowboys last night. And yes, Tom Brady did have a pathetic performance on the field and off the field last night. Now, on the field, Brady threw 66 passes last night. 66 passes. Completed 35 of them. Had well over 350 yards. But the ill-advised interception in the end zone kind of set the tone last night. He had an overall passer rating of 72.2 for Tom Brady last night. Not really good. Now, off the field, well, we saw Tom Brady slapping himself, slapping him his helmet after the interception in the end zone with a chance to take the lead at that point in time, and then the Buccaneers really never had much of a shot after that. You saw Brady yelling at his lineman on the sideline. Why? Well, because... He was throwing the ball errantly himself. He was missing receivers. He was throwing short to receivers. Balls were hitting the ground like he's hitting grounders to infielders in, in, uh, you know, infield warmups. I mean, it wasn't vintage Tom Brady last night. We just got done talking about him before about what the year brought for Tom Brady. And overall, it was a pretty good year, but he was not at his best last night. All right. Then afterwards, we get. Brady saying, well, it's not about me. It's not about the ego. Even though we definitely saw the ego in check for him yelling at his teammates. It's all about the team. It's a team game. I want to win for the team. You know, I'm tired of seeing these quarterbacks yelling at their receivers, their running backs, and specifically their offensive linemen. We understand the bond that you have to have. For, uh, with an offensive lineman, with all of your offensive linemen. That's why you see quarterbacks buying them gifts and taking care of them. All right. And when you get an offensive lineman or two that isn't on the same page as your quarterback, hey, <laughs> you see that quarterback eating dirt quite a bit as well, too. Not saying that's the case last night, but really to see Tom Brady berate his offensive lineman, you know, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing that. A la Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, breaking Microsoft tablets on the sideline, slamming helmets, disgusting body language, especially when these guys have been in the league for over 20 years. And obviously, I'm talking about Brady and I'm talking about Rodgers. I mean, do you see Patrick Mahomes doing that? You don't see Patrick Mahomes doing that. Do you see Jalen Hurts doing that? Of course not. You don't. And you wonder why people don't like these guys. Why are there so many Brady haters? All right. Because of the success, true. Aaron Rodgers, true. But it's because of the downside that these guys, how they portray themselves. All right. Whether they want to come back or not and taking long time, you know, during the course of training camps or, or during the summers to decide if they're going to come back or not. But the bottom line is, yeah, both these guys kind of think that they are bigger than the game and you could buy into it. Okay. Maybe they've deserved that, but. Aaron Rodgers? Do we really want to see Aaron Rodgers anymore? And do you really want to see Tom Brady at the age of 45? Now, depending on which team he goes to, like I said earlier, 
Yeah. I mean, will he ever be the Tom Brady that we saw 10 years ago? Absolutely not. Will he be the Tom Brady that won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I don't think so. No. And we remember how aging quarterbacks and aging players always end up, right? It's not good. They don't go out, you know, usually with a championship. It doesn't happen that way. But, you know, last night was a reminder to a lot, lot of people that, okay, Brady's aged. He can't uh, move around in the pocket anymore. He's a statue back there. All right? That was a tough Dallas defense that he faced last night. But still, you saw the tantrums. You saw uh, the kind of crazy behavior, which I think a lot of fans are not happy with. So that was one story last night. But the major story was this, that the Dallas Cowboys won the game last night despite their kicker, Brett Maher, missing not one extra point, not two, not three extra points, but he missed four extra points. How does a kicker miss four extra points? Extra point is pushed wide right. Easy touchdown. Extra point is missed again. And now Maher misses again. Just three tonight, four in a row. And he has done it again. Brett Maher misses four PATs. Remember, this is not that hard. Where you miss four PATs. It was insane. I can't recall ever happening. And then if you're Mike McCarthy, how about after the second one? Why don't you say, that's it. Let's go for two. Let's just go for two. Let's don't put this guy out there again. But the reason why it didn't, because they were rolling. I mean, the Cowboys jumped out 6 nothing, 12 nothing, 18 nothing, 24 nothing. All right. Then later, Dallas had an opportunity to kick a field goal. And Maher starts running out there. It's like, okay, yeah, it's fourth and four. Time to go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. McCarthy's, stop. Hang back. Dak, go to it. Oh, shame. Head down. What happens? Oh, Prescott. First down. Touchdown. There you go. But four extra points. Insane. We always talk about, all right, if you've been around an NFL locker room or you listen to players, they always talk about the kicker. Oh my God, the kicker. You got one thing to do. Kickers and punters. They're off on their own. They're really not part of that locker room. All right. And there are a lot of their teammates that say, Hey, you know, you probably don't even belong on a team because this is football. All right. We understand we need a kicker, but man, all you have to do is just make extra points and make field goals because that's all they do during practice. Some players. You know, got their kickers' backs. Other players, not so much. Here's one of the greatest of all time. Former Cowboy, Emmett Smith, talking about Brett Maher's performance last night. Wow. <laughs> what can I say? Great drive by Dak Prescott. Great drive by Dak Prescott. But the field goal kicker. Bro, watch this shit. 
Oh my God. Yes. Your job is to kick the ball between the poles. That's all you have. Focus on kicking the ball. One job. Kick the ball. I can accept one. I might even be able to accept two. But three missed field goals? Where is your damn head at, dude? Focus. You have a once in a lifetime moment right now in the playoffs. And that is to get your behind and your team to the next round. Now, I know the team believe in you. I'm still trusting in you and believing in you. You need to get yourself together right now and focus on what you need to do and get your foot placement right. Because this is ridiculous. We're paying you too much money to miss field goals like that. Too much. But at the end of the day, bro, I believe in you. I'm trusting in you. I'm putting the game is in your hands. We keep playing hard like we're playing. We gonna be alright and we're gonna save you. But I'm not sure after tonight, your job is safe. You better get it right. Peace out. <laughs> That's the Hall of Famer, Emmett Smith, ripping on Brett Maher. You know the kicker doesn't get any respect unless they hit like a game winning field goal or something like that, right? But you know, here's the deal. Those kicks last night were extra points. If you look at a defense, half of the time, they're not even challenging it. They're not even putting their hands up. They just say, well, I can't get in to block it, so forget about it, you know? That wasn't on the snap. It wasn't on the placement. All four of those were pretty good. It was just Maher pushing you know, the first couple right, and then he hooks the third one and then goes back to the right on the fourth one. That is lack of concentration. Now, Emmett Smith, you know, ripping him the way he is, Come on, I, I don't think that needs to be deserved. Do you think anyone went to Emmett Smith? Hang on to the damn ball, two-two. Think they ripped him for that and yell at him? Think a kicker, a punter has ever done that? No. But the kickers and the punters, they get blasted by their teammates a lot when this happens. But yeah, that's definitely on Brett Maher, and it was definitely a mental thing for him to miss all four of those. Can he get it right? Next week in San Francisco, he's going to need to. All right. The Chargers collapse to the Jaguars. You got several people to blame on this. First, you can start with Brandon Stately, the head coach, and there are fans, there are people out there that want him fired, and not just because of this, because of his entire body of work. Two seasons of just pathetic coaching, Two seasons of going for unnecessarily on fourth down, deep in your own territory, on fourth and long. No rhyme or reason for doing it. And for a guy that just seems like a fish out of water, another young head coach that probably doesn't belong coaching. Well, Brandon Staley kept his job today. But you know who didn't keep his job? Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. Fired today. So obviously management was talking with Staley. And they said, hey, you better make some changes here. So Joe Lombardi fired. Yes, the Chargers failed miserably in that game, blowing a 27 to nothing lead. And a lot of it, yes, on the offense. You got Justin Herbert, a tremendous quarterback, but your rushing game is 30th in the league, averaging about 70 yards per game. Austin Eckler is, it has, it is not the bell cow that they want. But yeah, there are some problems offensively. Joe Lombardi, the fall guy. Then you can blame Joey Bosa. Yes, Joey Boza, the all-world defensive lineman who's been injured for a good part of this season, right? Well, Joey Boza, 
not one, but two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, berating officials, and then throwing his helmet. Sound familiar? Costing his team the game with the penalty on the play where, where Trevor Lawrence threw to Christian Kirk for the touchdown. He had a penalty, so that pushed the ball from the two-yard line to the one-yard line for the PAT. Got to remember, at that point in time, Jacksonville was down eight. They were going to kick the extra point to be down three, and we were thinking maybe a tie, maybe overtime. Well, after the Boza you know, debacle, they went to the one-yard line, and kudos to Doug Peterson saying, we could get a yard. Let's go for two. He made it. Next thing you know, it's 30 to 28. Now field goal wins the game, which ended up happening instead of just going for the PAT, kicking it through and being down three and then, you know, keeping the Chargers in the game. Well, Joey Boza, he blamed himself, but not just himself. He wanted to rant on the refs, not only during the game, but after the game as well. I need to be. <laughs> more accountable for my actions obviously but it's uh it's a heated game and i'm hurting out there i'm playing on half a leg um i'm getting dragged to the ground whatever could hurt me along with screwing our team and yeah um maybe some of them weren't as blatant as i thought but um I don't know. It's. Uh, I think there just needs to be more accountability on... Uh, I mean, if I say something to them, I get a $40,000 fine. But if they blow a call that ruins an entire team's season, they get to... They're probably back in the locker room after the game. Like, oh, I got that. Oh, yeah, got him. 15 yards, what a loser. I guarantee it. That's what they're talking like in the back. Um, whatever. Power trip. Um, I'm sick of those people, and I'm just about my third F bomb so far. Sorry, but man, Oof. you had plenty of time to think about this, Joey. Plenty of time, and you're still dropping F bombs saying, I'm sick of those effing people, meaning the officials. Yeah, he's gonna get fined at least 40 grand, no question about it. But again, this is on Joey Boza. Where's the discipline? You're an all pro. You're the best defensive player that you have on that team. And you're acting like this. And then you're carrying it over. Again, it's the mentality here. We talk Brady. We talk Rogers. We talk Marcus Peters. We talk about all these numbnuts that are out there. And Joey Boza is one of them. You can't control yourself better than that, especially knowing there's a playoff game. Yeah. You got to check yourself and you got to apologize. Say, yeah, I need to be more accountable. But then you don't leave it there. You just continue to berate the officials and actually thinking that they're going back there and saying, ah, that guy's an a-hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're talking about right now. They're talking about me. I mean, really? You really? You got, you got, you think that? Well, he probably does think it, but then you have to say it to just make yourself look worse and worse. It goes back again about none of these guys, a lot of these guys not being accountable for their actions and remembering that, yeah, you are a leader. You are people. You are a person that people look up to, especially kids, young players. Man, more selfishness from a lot of these NFL players. Joey Boza uh, costing his team the game. Let's go back 
to the NFL here again. As much as we love watching football, there are things that get pretty annoying. And one thing is I'm tired of watching the play clock expiring. Expired! 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 That's like the ants. That's a little bit later. But yes, the play clock expiring without any consequences. The play clock hits zero. And what do we do? We wait for a flag. And then after about two seconds, it comes in sometimes. And when it does, we find out it's not a penalty. Why? Well, because the referee says the offense wants a timeout. And then we get the call for a timeout before it hits zero. Even better, we call it once we get under five seconds. You know, get under five seconds if you want to call a timeout. These coaches are sitting on the sideline and they wait till two, one, zero. Oh, expired timeout. And they're granted a timeout. I don't get it. The officials continue to bail out these teams. And why isn't this a penalty? Why? You saw an official throw the flag, right? I mean, if you throw a flag, you don't need to look over to the coach and say, oh, uh, do you want a timeout instead? But this is what's happening. Play clock reaches zero. And there's no flag. In the play, they let it play on. Or the play gets off, and then they come back and they say, oh, there is a flag on the field. Oh, by the way, there's not a flag because uh, we now granting the coach a timeout because he called timeout before we threw the flag, before it hit zero. That's baloney. It doesn't. And we are now hearing announcers say, and we've even heard you know, Gene Stetsator and the other you know, replay officials that are in charge, they say, well, they'll give you like that extra second. Why? Zero should mean zero, right? If the play clock expires, the play clock expires. This is what I don't understand. And then you drop a flag, and then we say it's a timeout. Here's the thing. It's either a penalty or it's not. It's not an either-or situation. You do not get a choice of the matter. Oh, Do you want a timeout or, or do you want us to march off five yards? No. It's sickening. Now, too many times... We have flags thrown on holding penalties or pass interferences or just about anything, right? And then the ref says, what? Oh, there's no penalty. They'll sit there and conference up with each other, and then they'll say, there is no penalty on that. So they pick up the flag. Well, my question is, why did the referee throw the flag in the first place? Why? Why did they throw a flag? It's either a penalty or it's not a penalty. If you went to the trouble of throwing a flag, then you have to believe that there's an infraction on the player that you threw it on, right? And then what do we get? We get the other officials that come on over and want to try to talk the official that threw the flag out of it. Are you sure about that? Are you sure you really want to do that? Well, I don't know, because that really didn't look like a penalty from my vantage point. Well, I threw the flag. I don't know. Hey, let's bring the head head official in here. Let's bring the referee in here. What do you think? And how many times we say... Uh, there's no flag on the play. What are you talking about? We saw the flag. We know there's a flag on the play. If you're not 100% sure, then don't throw it. And why can't the head of officials get with these guys at the beginning of the season and make that a point of emphasis? Instead of, hey, we're going to watch defensive holding or we're going to watch, you know, illegal man downfield. We're going to watch that. That's going to be our point of emphasis this year. How about don't throw a flag unless you're 100% sure 
It's a penalty. And plus, you know what it does? It slows the game down. It makes me sick. Terrible. <laughs> Coaching blunders. How about this? Okay, we're watching the Giants-Vikings game. Minnesota has the ball on its own 26-yard line. It's second and nine. All right? Brian Dable, the coach of the Giants, declines a holding penalty on the Vikings. So instead of having it, it's second and 19 from the 16-yard line. He declines and says, no, I'd rather have third and nine. What? Why would you rather have third and nine, especially when you're backing the opponent up in the territory and you could have second and 19? What? It happened. It happened on Sunday. Um, what happens? Kirk Cousin, back to pass, finds Hawkinson, first down, keeps the drive alive. Later on in that drive, what happens? Vikings touchdown. Insane. What are you thinking of declining that penalty? Like I said, it pushes the opponent back further, and you got second and 19. Doesn't make any sense. Easy decision. Smart decision. But a simple, easy decision that you should make. Same game. Okay, this time, other sideline. It's Kevin O'Connell. Minnesota's got the ball. Third and one. What's he call? Dalvin Cook up the middle. Sweep? No. Call a trick play. Where he has the running back throw the ball in the flat to Who? Kirk Cousins, your quarterback. Wrong move, lose yardage, Vikings got a punt. So, what happens after they punt? Giants get a touchdown. The stupidity of these guys, and nobody calls them out on it. Miami Buffalo, same thing. Goofball McDaniel, all right? Been talking about Goofball McDaniel, right? No, not the one here. Goofball Mike McDaniel, coach of the Dolphins, uses all of his timeouts on offense. Why? Well, because they can't get a playoff. Not once, not times, not two times, but three times the Lady Lionel Richie and the Commodores. Three times they can't get the playoff because they can't get the play-in on the sideline. What the heck is this goofball Mike McDaniel doing? Is he playing with his erector set? What is he doing? Coming up with a new formula on the sideline? Is he trying to figure out a new science experiment? I don't get it. Costing his team possessions, costing his team the game. Same game, other sideline. Sean McDermott uses all of his timeouts on defense. Did you see this on Sunday? Why? Oh, because he wants to align his defense at the very last second and call a timeout. And of course, what happened on two of the plays? The play clock didn't go off, and they played the play. And what happened? The refs let the thing go. He gets a timeout. What happens? Oh, Buffalo holds on third down. Fourth down, same thing happens. Buffalo holds. Doesn't count. You know why? Oh, play already went off. Before the play got off, Buffalo coach called timeout. What are we doing here? This delay, delay, delay. I mean, it is getting ridiculous on what is happening with these coaches. McDermott, O'Connell. Dabble, I mean, it just it dabble. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then in the goofball science experiment guy with Miami, McDaniel, ref comes back and says, "Ah, Buffalo called a timeout." Insane. No business. These guys have doing this. And sometimes I wonder, should these guys even be head coaches? I mean, again, who's doing this? These first, second, third year head coaches who are still in their thirties, hire some coaches with experience. Plain and simple. Terrible. 
Just terrible. And that was his terrible game all the way around. I mean, it was bad defense, penalties, turnovers. We saw that uh, Josh Allen got sacked seven times. Pathetic coaching in that game. Hey, if Buffalo doesn't get it together, it's going to be an early exit for them against Cincinnati this week or Kansas City next week. All right. Worse than that, the commercials. That I have to endure these commercials week in and week out. Now, why is this a problem now? Well, it's always kind of been a problem for me, but I could escape it. But I can't escape it now. You know why? Because we're at the playoffs right now, which means these are standalone games. There's no other game on. I can't change the channel. I mean, what am I going to do? Am I going to change the channel to spike ball? I can't do it. No, I can't. So I got to hang with it, and I got to hang with these commercials, and they're getting to me. I'm stuck watching the commercials now in playoff time. I have to endure Lily from AT&T. I got to endure Cam. Keep turning the sign around over and over again. Oh, and Cam's out of breath. Well, I'm out of breath. It's ridiculous. Then I have to listen to that damn Liberty Mutual jingle. And if I see those birds eating pies one more time, I'm going to lose it. And that jingle with Liberty Bell. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Mutual. They customize your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. And by switching, you could even save $652. Thank you, Liberty Mutual. Now, contestants ready? Go! Contestants are eating a pie and birds are flying. And then I got to listen to this crap at the end of it? For what you need. What? Liberty, 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 Liberty. No, 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 no more with that. No, I said, I'm sick of it. I'd rather listen to that than the stupid emo thing. Have you heard that garbage? I mean, okay, I can tolerate that. No, 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 no. That's what I'm talking about. I want this. I don't want it. What is an emo? What is it? And who in the hell is done? It's a bird. It's a bird. Why is a bird in a in, in a insurance commercial? Okay. That's and Doug. See, this is the stuff that irritates me, and it's in my brain all the way when the game rejoins, and I'm falling asleep at night. I can't tolerate it. And then I've got to look at some idiot crying over a dead lizard. What the hell is this that I'm watching now? The new iPhone commercial? Is a lizard dead? First of all, I didn't know lizards were like cats, and they had nine lives. And this lizard comes up, and he jumps up to this derelict... It's like, again, a science experiment. I don't understand it. Oh, he, he unsent a message. He sent a message, and the iPhone message is, hey, you can unsend messages now. So the lizard was dead, but he's alive. So I can unsend it because he's, what, sending his friend a message that the lizard's dead. Is, is, am I getting that's, this right? That's what happened. And that's going to sell phones. Kind of like the idea about unsending messages, I guess. But unbelievable. Yeah. So then I got to listen to that stupid Coke Zero voice in some techno music that's pumping away. They're trying to be at a nightclub at fake stuff. And then I got to get that voice at the end of this stupid commercial. I need to try this. Try it first. I need to try it first. You need to try it. Come on, man. Please. Enough of that. All right. But the worst. We know what the all-time worst is. The worst is that damn Burger King song. And they must be paying a ton of money for this, too, because it's on all networks. It's everywhere. Every game. Every channel. And it's terrible. 
Whopper, 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 junior, double, triple. I didn't say I wanted to hear it. Perfect toppers, I rule this day. This is embedded in my brain. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. I don't want that impossible. What is this? I mean, what happened to the original song? It's a jingle. It, this is, you know, what the sad thing is, this is from like the 70s. Yeah, well, it's a spin-off, and They just right? brought it back. Yeah, yeah. But did you see it during the Hamlin situation? Yes. Now, see, this is what upset me, and I wanted to do this last week. So when we're watching the game with the Bengals and the Bills and DeMar Hamlin goes down, remember I was talking about part of the Terrible Tuesday two weeks ago that the ESPN was just befuddled on what to do, and they kept going back to the studio. They went to Lisa Salters for an update on DeMar Hamlin. I mean, this is a life-or-death situation, and this is what happened on ESPN. This uh, is DeMar Hamlin and his family, and we just can't say it enough that we hope that he's okay. Chicken, 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 it's That's what happened! Exactly. That's what happened! It goes immediately, chicken, chicken, chicken. This guy could be dying! And Lisa Salters tries to be serious, and we get that nonsense. That thing is barred for life. Don't ever play that on the show again. It's barred. See, you just like messing with And what is with GMC? GMC promoting. Have you seen this? A hands-free driving. What? You don't have to have your hands on the wheel? This is what we're promoting right now? What is this? Seriously. I mean, how's that going to go over in a driver's... Uh, uh, ed class, huh? How's that going to go over for a 16-year-old taking his driver's test? All right? Oh, hey, TV said I could drive a car like a roller coaster or like a cell phone. Hands-free, right? Hey, what happened? Well, that's a good song, though, at least. I mean, they put that in there. Little queen. Should ride queen out today. But what happened at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, right? Hands on the wheels. I can't take it anymore. The nonsense with these commercials. They are promoting driving your car with your hands on your lap or hands somewhere else or eating or whatever. What happened here? What the heck's going on? My terrible Tuesday takes. You got some? Hit me at TC Martin 21. Unbelievable. (sighs) See, I get fired up. The TV commercials. And can you imagine that what we're going to get during Super Bowl when all the new commercials come out? I don't know. Uh, but some some I like, okay? To be fair, especially with good s- soundtracks and good songs selected. 